the book of Psalms, we find that David in 37 and 4 simply says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Amen. He shall give thee the desires of that heart. Delight thyself. We need to take some delight in Jesus today. We need to delight ourselves in His presence today. He's the Almighty God, the Almighty Creator today. And I just want to give Him some praise. Can we just give Him some praise? He's a worthy God today. He's a worthy God. We need to delight ourselves in Jesus. Amen. He'll give us the desires of our heart. Amen. I appreciate the presence of the Lord. Amen. That I feel in this place. If you'll uh, grab your Bibles and turn with me in the book of Numbers. I'd like to read chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. The book of Numbers, chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And I'd also like to read the book of Second Samuel, chapter 22, Verses 29. Man, I'm thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for His goodness. It's a great feeling to be able to feel the presence of the Lord. Book of Numbers chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And the book of 2 Samuel 22 and verse 29. Beginning with verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and say unto him, When thou lightest the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light over against the candlestick. And Aaron did so, he lighted the lamps thereof over against the candlestick as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 4 says, And this work of the candlestick was a beaten gold unto the shaft thereof, unto the flowers thereof, was beaten work according unto the pattern which the Lord hath showed Moses, so he made the candlestick. And I'd like to skim over to verse uh, 29 of Second Samuel chapter 22. And it simply says, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For Thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Can we just go to the Lord in prayer? Right now, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for what we have felt in this place of worship. God, we thank You for Your power that You demonstrate always. You're a great God. You're an almighty God. But... We ask, Lord, that you would just speak to us with your word. God, we ask, Lord, that your presence continue. We ask, Lord, that you would just continue to stir souls, to stir individuals. God, let your word pierce our hearts. God, we ask, Lord, that it would be an instrument, God, that we can use. God, we ask, Lord, that you would just shape us and mold us with your word. We ask this in your, your name. We thank you for all power. We thank you for all glory that only comes uh, through you, God. We praise you for this. Why don't we just lift our, our voices? Why don't we just lift our hands and begin to worship and thank him? Why don't we just clap our hands and just praise the almighty God? We thank you, Lord, for your word we're about to receive. 
We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I would like to attempt to uh, speak with you on the subject, just simply light the way. Just simply light the way. We find that the Scripture talked about when the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and say unto him, When thou lightest the lamps, and seven lamps shall give light over against the candlestick. We find that he did simply that. Aaron did so. He lighted the lamps and they're over against the candlestick. And as the Lord commanded Moses, we find that the work of the candlestick was of great significance. It was of beaten gold and into the shaft thereof and to the flowers thereof was beaten work. And then according to the pattern which the Lord had showed Moses, so he made the candlesticks. The candlesticks... We find this uh, light from the lamp provided light for the priest as they carried out their duties. There was a special role that was carried on in the course of this ceremony, a, a course uh, that was this special a duty that was carried on through the course of worship within the temple. Let me tell you today that we as the church, the saints of God, we have a role to provide light for this world. It is dark and it's without hope, without peace and without joy. We can provide them with true light, the light of Jesus Christ today. It shall be burning and it should be burning within us. They should see the flame from our candlestick. Somebody light the way. Somebody please just light the way. It's our duty. We have the calling, just as the priest did. Our duty should be to live for God every day as if it were our last. It is our duty to be faithful to His house, to be faithful to God. Oh, God wants somebody today uh, to just light the way. Somebody today, God just wants uh, you to be faithful he wants to be faithful to you. He wants us to be faithful to Him so that He can be faithful to us. The book of Deuteronomy 7 and 9 simply says, Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. He keeps His promises. He keeps His covenant. He won't ever go back on His Word. He won't ever take away the cross that He died upon. He keeps His covenant, His mercy, with, and here's the key, them that love and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. We find that 1 Thessalonians 5 and 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. He's a God that will do it today, whatever it is that you have need of, whatever it is that you uh, simply desire. He will do it. But just as the priests, there was a responsibility. There was a duty with their candlesticks. We have a duty today, an even greater responsibility to keep the flame lit and burning for Jesus Christ. Could I tell somebody the light of the candlestick was an expression of God? 
Could I tell somebody uh, today that it represented His almighty presence? We uh, today, individuals, are an expression of God. We today are uh, an expression of Jesus. Our smile on our face, our attitude, the way we handle problems and hard times, the way we treat each other, we represent Christ. We represent the candlestick, the light that was shown upon the candlestick. We represent Christ. We are His expression in the good and in the bad. Not just the good. Somebody didn't hear me. I said in the good and in the bad. It's in the darkest. It's in the gloomiest. It's in the blackness of the night that you're able to shine. It's not in the good when the sun's shining. It's not when everything's going your way. It's not when it's the brightest light that souls and individuals can see your light. But it's in the darkest times. Sometimes we get discouraged and downtrodden because of the dark times. We get upset when the storm rages. We get upset when we look out and we can't see uh, the stars in the night. When we're supposed to represent and be a light, a star ourselves. We can't even see the moon because of the clouds. A storm begins to rage. It's easy to see during the daytime because there's light. But you can't see it at the, in the night. In the darkest of all the night, that's when we shine the brightest. That's when we can uh, be a light for Jesus. We look at this world and we see that it's dark. And we can't represent God like we need to represent because we blend in with the world. We blend in with uh, the light that's already there. They're not looking for a light that's already there. They're looking for a light that's different. They're looking for a light that's going to shine when the storm rages and when the clouds begin to darken. But we are an expression of God. Somebody light the way. John 8 and 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We have the light of Jesus Christ. We have the light of life. It's because Jesus is that light. It's because Jesus is life. He is death. He is resurrection. He's everything. We represent Him. We're an expression of Jesus. Just as we would have an expression on our face with a smile or with a frown, we express something either as good as hap- happened and went away or either something bad has taken place and didn't go our way. We are an expression of Jesus Christ. If you follow His path, you won't walk in the wrong direction. You, you won't stray in the dark areas of bitterness the dark areas of jealousy, the dark areas of hatred or evil doings, greed or backbiting or trying to get ahead or stomping over someone to get your way. But you'll walk in His perfect light. Somebody today needs to get this, the light that you need to be representing, the light that you need to be shining for your fellow man. You need to light the way. They can't see. They're in darkness. You need to light the way today. You'll walk in His perfect light. And when those places are dark in your life, the difficult times, the areas of disappointments, you will have your candlestick. You will have your candlestick. And it will burn an eternal flame on the inside of you. Don't let it go out. The flame represented His presence. The flame is your livelihood. It's your heritage. It's your salvation. It's your hope. It's your children's light. The example that they need to see. We've got children that are unsaved today. We've got children that won't even walk in the place of worship anymore. 
It's because there has never been an example. There has never been a light that has been shown to them. They, they, they have never been trained like the Bible says, train up a child. We need to train up our children by showing them the light, by holding out the lamp, burning so that the candlestick uh, can light the eternal flame that they can see because the world's flame has went out. And they're looking at bright lights of fame. They're looking at bright lights of prosperity. They're looking at bright lights of success. And they don't think they need this type of light when it is what they need because when those lights of fame go out, when the success uh, stories begin to fade away, they're looking for something in the darkness. And they've got to see the light of Jesus. They've got to find the eternal light. They've got to find the flame again. Light the way for someone. They're depending on you and they're depending upon me. We find that the golden candlestick was one of and still is the most important and a major symbol of the Jewish faith. Of the two compartments comprising the tabernacle building uh, it properly, the first was, was called in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 2, the sanctuary. And, were, and within it were three articles of furniture. The candlestick, the lampstand, we find the gold or the incense altar and the table of the showbread. The sanctuary. My friend, if ever there was a time to grab someone and bring them to the house of God, it's today. We find that this world, the misery, the pain, all of the things that we are involved with in our lives, the world is just fading away rapidly. We find that so much darkness is upon hand with our world, with the economy, with the government, with, with the things that are all about the world. There's rumors of war and there's all of the turmoil that comes along with it. My friend, there is no place like the sanctuary, the place where you can find the candlestick, the place where your lamp can burn, the place where you can refill your lamp with oil. My friend, if you would ever get a hold of this today and understand that the house of God is not just a place to just to go and attend service and to say that you were there and to say that you went. It's not a place just to gather with your friends and with your family, but it is a place, a source. It is a place where you can find your needs, where your needs are met, where you can find your uh, every uh, heart's desire, where you can find healing for your body, where you can find salvation for your soul, where you can find hope, where there is no hope. My friend, today the sanctuary is viewed differently today. It's always been that place that we need to go uh, to get what it is that we have need of, but to worship God. But so many times in our past, we've looked at the sanctuary as just another gathering place. Just another place where we can go together with friends and family and socials. It's a sad thing that the church today is more sociable than it is spiritual. It's a sad thing today that the church is more recreational uh, than it is spiritual today. It's a sad thing that the church 
is more physically fed today, a place of fellowship, dinner on the ground, than it is spiritually fed today. But my friend, today we need to look at this in a different uh, likeness. We need to look at it in a different light today. We need to see what it is that God's trying to show us. It is the sanctuary. It is the place uh, that has the articles of furniture, the candlestick, the lampstand, the gold or the incense altar, the table of showbread. Each was a type of a symbol of Christ designed to present some special feature of His perfection. We are not perfect, but He who lives on the inside of us is perfect. We strive each day for perfection. Paul said that we must die daily. That means that we must uh, uh, not give in to the temptations. That if we do fail, we do come short, we need to find the presence. We need to find the altar. We need to find the sanctuary and come to an altar of repentance and ask the Lord to forgive us because we don't want uh, to fall short of His coming. The golden lampstand focuses attention upon Him as the light of the world. From the description given in Exodus 25, 31-40, we learn that it consisted of a talent of pure gold, approximately 66 pounds, beaten into one central shaft from either side, of which extended three branches. The physical features, the top of the central shaft was beaten out to form four cups shaped like almonds. And from the top of each of the six branches, three almond-shaped cups were also beaten out to hold the oil in which floated the wicks. This lampstand was the sole source of light in the sanctuary. Could I tell somebody today that we are the sole source of light for this world? What you see is what you get the old saying says. Somebody has got to light the way today. Jesus is the light of the world. But we've got to have Jesus on the inside of us so that somebody can see the light for themselves. They're not going to see it with just our ways. Without Jesus in our lives, they've got to see a difference. I can't make a change by myself. I can tell you that I've changed, but the only change and difference can come through Jesus Christ living on the inside of me who's made me a, a new creature. My friend, today the lampstand was that sole source of light in the sanctuary, beginning with the material pure gold, and gold is the symbol of divine glory. The lampstand presents him who through uh, uh, he became a man never ceased to exhibit, not just on the exterior, but in thought, as well as the word and deed that in Christ God was manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 3 and 16, pure gold represents his glory, his divine glory. The quantity of the gold at today's values worth approximately would be a half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. But it should remind us that He's worth a lot. That it should remind us that God and to anyone who seeks after Him, the saints of God, He is a pure gold worth, chosen of God and precious, a cheap cornerstone, elect, precious, unto the therefore which believe He is precious. First Peter 2 and 4, 6 and 7. He is precious today. He is my God today. He is uh, pure and holy today. He is worth more uh, than millions of dollars in gold throughout this world. You can fill it up in rooms in Fort Knox and everywhere else who has the gold with, that, that, would be, that would fill up rooms. But Jesus today, if I could have His glory, is worth more than any gold. He is worth uh, more than any amount of money that's in a bank. Jesus today is worth it all. It's His divine glory. It's Jesus today that I want and I must have so that somebody else can see the light. 
I'm thankful that when He came to me that I saw the light, like the song says. But I want somebody else to see my light. And the only way they can see uh, the light of Jesus is to see Jesus living on the inside of me. Somebody needs to light the way today. We find that before the gold could become the lampstand, however, it had to be subjected to the fire and to the smith's hammer processes which remind us that he whom the lampstand portrays endured not only the hatred and abuse of men, but also the wrath of God against sin. Before he could be the light of life, John 8 and 12, he had to enter into the uh, infathomable darkness of those uh, hours, those uh, two to three hours at Calvary. Before you can light the way, you have to go through some things. Before you can be that pure gold, that lampstand, that candlestick, you have to be subject to the fire, that gold proof, that fire proof. Take the beating, the fire, the purifying of gold. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You've got to take a beating in order to be pure gold. There's a lot of people that can't take a beating. They can't take a whipping. They can't take a trial. They can't take a problem. They can't take a situation that's too hard. But my friend, you will never come out as pure gold. You will never come out as that true light that the world needs to see. Because they're looking to you, the world has to see a different person. One who is not like the rest. One that can endure things that the world can, can't. Because that's where, that's where the difference is. That's where Jesus is. That's where the light is that they they are seeing. He endured the wrath and judgment which a holy God must pour out upon sin. If the firing and the beating of the gold announced his death, the ornamental almond motif represented, however, declared his resurrection for the almond tree. The first of the trees to come to life in the spring is the biblical symbol of resurrection. My friend, when you take on Jesus, his name and baptism and his wonderful name, the only name by which we're saved. When you receive the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Ghost, by the evidence of speaking with other tongues, you take on that likeness. You take on that symbolism of resurrection from sin, that old past nature, that old sinful past. You're resurrected in Christ because He now can dwell and live on the inside of you. And you're like the almond motif that was in the, the tabernacle. You're like the almond tree that comes up in the spring. It's the first to resurrect. Let me tell you, when Jesus comes back and He calls His church, there will be a resurrection. And the one uh, that is called, the one that is ready, the one who's got their heart and, and their life in order, the one who's made preparation is going to be like the almond tree in the spring. You can look out and see all the other trees and they're still trying to, to come forth. They're still trying to turn the right color. But the almond tree is the one that's going to blossom. The almond tree is the one that's going to produce the true, true saint of God who's living for God and has that on the inside of him that's going to take him out of this world who has hope, who is uh, showing the true light. will be that almond tree and will resurrect when the, when the Lord comes back. That's what we are striving to be like. The motif consisted of buds and blossoms and fruit. We are being shown something of the fullness of that resurrection. Life which He now possesses and gives to all who trust Him as Savior. As He Himself declared, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John 10 and 10. 
if the central shafts bearing the six branches, God would have us see and assemble the truth that Christ has redeemed our one. As those branches were of the same material as the stem which supported them, so are we that possess the very nature and life of Christ. As He is, so are we in this world. He said, I am and my Father and ye and me and I and you, John 14 and 20. First John 5 and 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. The one true God, His light, our light, the world's light. The fact that those branches were beaten out by the same process that they had fashioned the central stem reminds us that here in the world every saint should expect to experience the same hatred of men as did the Lord Himself. In the world you shall have tribulation, John 16 and 33. Encouragement to endure, however, comes from Paul that I may know Him and the fellowship of His sufferings. Philippians 3 and 10. The light from the four cups on top of the central stem, shining over the six branches, reminds us of the assurance given, represented by the six branches. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. But insomuch as the light extended beyond the branches and lighted the whole compartment, we see the truth that Christ is willing to shed His light upon all who will come to Him in faith. The four lamps on top of the central stem are viewed by many as being types of the four Gospels. It is through the illumination of the written Word that the child of God walks in the light of Him who is in the living Word. We shine for Jesus when we live in His Word. There's a difference between reading His Word than it is living, living His Word. The Bible says to not just be a hearer, but to be a doer. Light my way. The six branches shed their light upon the central shaft reminding each and every one of us that it's our responsibility to shed the light upon Christ, to be a witness for Him. And in the branches also shedding their light throughout the whole room, we learn that we are to have the same compassion for men as led Christ to Calvary to die for their sins. Lighting the way is the person who is to be blameless and harmless, the Son of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Philippians 2 and 15, the oil we find filled the cups on those branches as well as those of the center stem since oil is one of the symbols of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God with whom the Lord was anointed is the same one who anoints and indwells in us. I want Him to anoint me. I want Him dwelling within me because of Him, because He is in me. Then I can be the light for someone to see. I can light the way, the kingdom of God they can see in a far different way. We find that Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven 
In Matthew 25, according to Jesus, was like the ten virgins. They took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. The Bible says that five were wise and five were foolish. The five foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. But the Bible says that the five wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The Bible says when the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. At midnight there was the cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. And they all arose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said unto the wise, Give us some oil, for our lamps are gone out. There is not enough for ours as well as yours. Go to them that sell, that ye may buy yourself some oil. While they were shopping for oil, those who were ready went with the bridegroom, went in with him, and the door was shut. In closing, my friend, when God shuts the door, it's too late. God shut the door on the righteous of Noah and his family when they were safely within the ark. That's where I want to be, is on the inside of this thing, inside the church, inside the ark of safety. But God shut the door on the outside, the unrighteous. The ones unprepared could not get in. They were not prepared. Oh, there was preparation. There was so many opportunities, so many chances. But they just laughed. They drank their wine. They lived their life. They did their, their day-to-day rituals, their day-to-day chores. They were caught up in their jobs, their activities. Unconcerned, unprepared. Laughing, oh, it will never rain, it will never do this, it will never do that. How many times have people said, oh, it, it's not going to happen that way. You don't have to go to church that much. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to do this. You can come over here. You don't have to do as much. You don't have to go at all. You know, I can, I can read my Bible. I can, I, I, I could, I could turn on a, 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 an evangelist and listen and, and be saved. And I, how many times? How many opportunities has the Lord give us to be preparing, to be building, to prepare a boat for safety while it's time? The wise filled their lamps with oil, and they were prepared. But when the door was shut, it was too late. You have time to prepare. We're building an ark for His coming. Not by flood this time, but by fire. This, this time we are making preparations. Each time the door is open at a church service, you need to look at it as the ark of Noah. You need to look at it as going in for safety. Bring, you should want to bring your family to the house of God. 
and say, I've got to get in this thing because I may get caught off guard. We're making preparation. We've knocked on doors. We've had outreach. We've tried to get people to come to church. But every service, we're preparing for the coming of the bridegroom. We're filling up our vessels with oil so that we don't get caught without oil in our lamps. Many people think that they can buy or sell when He comes back. That they will have time to get in at the last moment. But it will be too late. My friend, once the door is shut, you're either prepared or you're unprepared. Somebody light the way. Don't get caught without your oil. The story goes on. The Bible says afterward, they came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and he said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. That's your cue. Do you need oil for your lamp? Don't be foolish. Let's be wise. Let's come to an altar while there is time. Let's come to an ark of safety while there is time. Let's light the way for others so that they can see that there is hope in Jesus. That there is hope today. There is life. Not only on this earth, but hereafter. Could we come today? Could we make preparation today? Wherever you're at, could you just bring your lamp today? Could you do that? Could you bring your lamp today? The Scripture said, For Thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. It's up to us to put some oil in the lamp. It's up for us to shine for Jesus. Come on, would you come today? Psalms 119 and 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. My friend, the word of God is a lamp so that our feet, we won't trip, we won't stumble, we won't fall. We won't go the wrong direction, but we may see the path that we must go. Come on. Come on while there's time today. Come on, let's just, let's come to the Lord today. Let's light the way for somebody else. Could we do that? Could we just light the way today? Jesus, come on, let's just come today. Let's come today.